Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, I'm Christian Sager, and this is Brain Stuff. If you follow the latest in space gossip, you might have heard about a little rendezvous between a NASA probe called Dawn and an object in space known as the Dwarf Planet Ceres. This meetup is exciting news for space fanatics. But if you don't know what Ceres is, and at this point you're too afraid to ask, well, we are here to lay down the facts you need to know. Ceres first came to human attention when the Italian astronomer Giuseppe Piazzi spied a moving point of light from the Palermo Observatory on New Year's Day in 1801. Yeah. 1801. That means Ceres was actually discovered almost 130 years before the former planet and now fellow dwarf planet, Pluto. Piazzi correctly deduced that the object was somewhere between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. In reality, that zone contains the thing we now know as the asteroid belt, a loose ring of rocky objects of which Ceres is the largest. Piazzi named this new space dot after the Roman deity Ceres, the goddess of grain and nutritious food crops. Historically, astronomers have gone back and forth about the status of this object. Piazzi himself initially thought it might be a comet. It has also been known as a planet and as an asteroid. But today, astronomers classify Ceres as a dwarf planet. So you might be wondering, what makes a dwarf planet different from, you know, a regular planet or a comet or an asteroid? Well, according to the International Astronomical Union, a dwarf planet is any object that meets the following four criteria. First, it goes around the sun. Okay, that's a check for Ceres. Two, it's not a moon. Another check for Ceres. Even though they're not moons, Death Stars and other space stations are implicitly disqualified. Three, it has attained hydrostatic equilibrium. This means the object has enough mass that over time, the force of gravity has shaped it roughly into a sphere. This would disqualify all those comets and asteroids that are shaped like lumpy potatoes. Ceres is pleasantly, almost delightfully, round and Number four, it has not, as astronomers say, cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. Over time, large bodies like planets tend to eliminate other materials from their orbital zone. This is why objects like Ceres and Pluto aren't planets. They haven't cleaned for room. For Ceres, that room is the asteroid belt. Frankly, just about the dirtiest room in the solar system, apart from the icy pigsty that is the Kuiper belt. So, Ceres remains a dwarf planet, but there is by no means anything wrong with being a dwarf planet because Ceres is fascinating. Here are a couple quick facts. Ceres is about 950 kilometers or 590 miles in diameter, meaning if you look at the disk head on, it is about the size of Texas. But its total surface area is about 2.8 million square kilometers, or about 1.1 million square miles. That's about as much real estate as the country of Argentina. By itself, Ceres accounts for a quarter of the mass of the entire asteroid belt. If you were to take a cross-section of Ceres, you would find a rocky core at the center and a dusty outer crust on the surface. But in between them, a subterranean mantle of water ice. This layer of water ice has drawn a lot of attention. Since anywhere there is water, there's always the slim possibility that we could discover life. 
Scientists sometimes speak of Ceres as a protoplanet or an embryonic planet. About four and a half billion years ago, when the planets in our solar system were first forming, Jupiter's gravity prevented Ceres from becoming a full-fledged planet. This left it frozen in its fetal state. So there may be a lot we can learn from Ceres about how planets are born in young solar systems. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube, and for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.